let's talk about another important thing. You sent me an, a, an article. Oh, about the FDA approval? Yes. Yes. This... Are you familiar with the company? No. And you're about to tell me how horrible they are because that's no, what you I do. Mean, I mean, they're uh, like a Silicon Valley company. Yeah. Wait, so basically they, they it's the first company in the United States of America that's been FDA approved to sell uh, lab-grown meat. Lab-grown chicken. Lab-grown chicken. And they we don't know when it's actually going to come out. Do you, did you research this more than I did? As soon as possible, but supposedly according ASAP. to their website. It's a company called... Upside Foods. Yeah, they're looking for the upside in food. They, well, basically, they cultivate cells. Okay. So where do they get those cells from? Sure, the, the, there was originally a crime. This is like the immortal life of Henrietta Lacks. There was originally a crime. Or no, maybe not. Maybe they just like... I think they're committing crimes. Right, but eventually they're going to stop committing crimes, right? They have to just keep culturing the same cells. This is one of the questions on their website. We're exploring obtaining cells from a variety of methods. So they haven't mm -hmm. figured out what exactly they're doing now. But they, right. they, actually, they, they well, actually tell you what. Didn't they, eat just do it from a feather? That's the lore. That's the claim. That sounds a lot better than we uh, chopped off a chicken's head and dug in there. At the PR, and yeah. then you, what's the real story? Who we knows? Don't know. We're not there in the lab while they're doing whatever, they're Frankenstein-y stuff. Where do you obtain your cells? We're exploring obtaining cells from a variety of methods, including biopsy of living animals. Okay. Better than killing. Yeah. Eggs. Fishing. Fishing? Fishing? That's fishing. What? And recently slaughtered animals who already are part of the food system. Uh-huh. Recently slaughtered animals? Like, oh, uh, you know, while you're slaughtering those 10 animals, can you slaughter one and just hand it over to us so we can biopsy it? They just run into the Tyson factory and snatch one and run. I don't know. Our first commercial products will be produced using the cells from fertilized chicken eggs. Okay. Interesting. Yeah, because it's like a stem cell, you know, it's embryonic. Is that, is that vegan? I don't think no, so. No, it's not. Uh, presumably, I mean, I would hope that whatever evil they commit now is in like a limited scope and will provide for generations upon generations upon generations of cruelty-free meat. Their motto is from one chicken to enough chicken for everyone. Mm -hmm. So is it only going to take one chicken? It seems like they have a lot of unfertilized, I mean, got a lot of fertilized eggs. Uh, I mean, this reminds me of like this debate over like a vaccine or something like they tested it on animals and like that sucks. But, you know, once it's in circulation, they don't have to keep testing it. In a nutshell, eggshell maybe. In a nutshell, our production process starts by taking a sample of primary cells from a chicken or fertilized egg. From the sample, our team selects ideal cells for developing a commercial cell line. So they have to like maybe they gotta have a whole bunch of samples mm -hmm. to find the right cells to make whatever chicken. Okay. The winning cells. Mm -hmm. The most premium. But the losing cells. chicken, obviously. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Or the losing whatever fertilized egg. Mm -hmm. Are chosen based on their ability to produce high quality meat and grow predictably and consistently. The process is called immortalization. Once a cell line is established, we're able to draw from it for years 
if not decades to come, reducing the need to take additional cell samples from animals. Again, this is like the immortal life of Henrietta Lacks. I, what are you getting at? Like, what, are you, what, what is your opinion on this? Are you just trying to explore the other side of the coin or are you saying this is not a good idea? This is a real chicken. Yes. Someone gives you real chicken. Uh -huh. It's from a cell. Would you eat it? I think I'd be grossed out, but I would promote other people to eat it. There are some chickens that are going to be sacrificed. I mean, think about mm -hmm. how many, whatever, billions of chickens get, get killed, what, like, every year? If not trillions. Yeah, so if you're reducing the amount of chickens getting killed... Yeah, from a that's harm a reduction perspective, it's definitely a win. From a utilitarian perspective, it's, it's a win. There's another step. Step two. <laughs> this is the chicken trolley problem. Are you going to pull the lever so that... The, the train runs over one chicken, or are you going to let it go barrel through a billion chickens? They got all sorts of like warm and fuzzy animations too, like little mm -hmm. hands, like cuddling a petri dish. Oh, that's yeah, sweet. Yeah, it's adorable. Nourish. Once we have our cell line established and are ready to begin making meat from those small samples, to make upside chicken meat, we need to nourish those cells. We've developed a proprietary cell culture medium, or cell feed, mm -hmm. that optimi that's optimized for our cells' needs and consists of common compounds found in animal feed and human food. It's so like sugar water. They're basically taking cells and mm -hmm. they're feeding the cells and making well, them grow. Well, you think, think through this way. Like when you eat food, your stomach processes it, it goes through your digestive system, and then eventually what goes into your bloodstream to nourish your cells? It's gotta be what, like uh, glycogen? You know, it, it, glucose, it's like break, broken down to nutrients and sugars and all that. That's optimized our cells needs and consists mostly of common compounds found in animal feed and human food, including amino acids, fatty acids, sugar, trace elements, salt, and vitamins. They forgot ice cream. Mm -hmm. A primary difference between feeding a live animal versus feeding our cells is the size of the feed components. Yeah, they have to be broken down as if your tummy already broke it down. Yeah, I mean, it's a, you gotta shoot, pay, feed the little baby cells. Yeah, baby cells. For instance, while a live chicken is fed corn, which is made up of carbohydrates and protein, we feed ourselves microscopic carbohydrates and proteins directly, along with other components to facilitate cell growth. Are That's, you impressed? Yeah, I'm very impressed. Oh wait, there's just another step. There's, there, okay, okay, there's two more steps. Cultivate. We place these cells and cell feed into a vessel called a cultivator. The cultivator maintains the right temperature and oxygen levels for the cells to grow and multiply. The cells start in small cultivators, and we gradually scale them up to larger ones as the volume of tissue increases. Step four, harvest. Harvest? About three weeks into our cultivators, the tissue is ready to harvest. We remove the tissue from the cultivators and separate out any remaining cell feed. When removed from the cultivators, the color is slightly paler, but otherwise similar to that of raw chicken. Wow. The tissue takes on the shape of the cultivator, which it has grown. So I guess the cultivator has like 
A mold. Like a mold for chicken. Breast. Yeah, you can mold it into a breast shape. The tissue takes the shape of the cultivator in which it is grown. But just like with conventional meat, we can ultimately make our meat into any shape we want! Explanation point. Would you like a chicken meat shaped as your head? Like a like a sculpture of you in, in chick cultivated chicken meat? That's right. Or you can just shape it like a chicken. Like yeah. a full chicken. Right. I guess, but but I guess the, the the issue of like like musculature and they might do some. I've heard in some cases. I don't know about upside foods, but they sometimes use like a little electrostatic shocks to make the um, muscle tissue contract so that it isn't quite as soft. It's a little more um, you know dense and robust. But I don't know. Once harvested, the meat is ready to be inspected, prepared, packed, served, and enjoyed. Enjoy. See, we did it. There's this good news upside. So yeah, I, I don't know, you know, but you know, you get also get to this point where you know it's a Silicon Valley company. There will be a lot of smoke and mirrors and vapor sold to you. Yes, they're actually you know selling that. smoke and mirrors too right. on this website. If you get some, you know, extra smoke and extra mm -hmm. mirrors, so you have to take a lot everything of with a grain of salt. salt. Yeah, of course. It might be add a little grain of salt to, to this the, the meat too. But no, this is really exciting news because this could be the tipping point. Hopefully. See, I don't know, like, uh, there's got to be a lot of carnivores who just, for whatever you do, whatever you tell them, show them all the videos in the world, they're not going to turn. So this could be the final, you know, you, you cannot rely on the goodness of human beings because we humans are not that good. Um, this could be the final tipping point that like makes a better world. It's all about taste and texture sure. and, and flavor and stuff like that. I mean, people constantly buy these like farm-raised fish yeah so there's fish that are like in the open ocean mm -hmm. and then there's fish that they basically raise in a farm or yeah. a small you know some of those area. farms are just kind of cordoned off areas of ocean some some yeah. are in factories some yeah. fish grow it's, in factories yeah it's crazy a lot of people like maybe the consumer can't tell the difference between let's say Something that's, I mean, uh, the average consumer, obviously. Yeah. I'm sure that there are people that are oh, wild, experts. Wild-caught versus farmed salmon. A lot of people, if a fish hits their table, they're not going to debate whether or not it was farm-raised right. or wild-caught. So hopefully if a chicken cutlet hits your Big Mac, not Big Mac, your McChicken, you're not going to debate whether it's from a lab or from a Tyson farm. That's right. Well, again, but it's all boneless. Yeah. If, if people that are into eating with bones, I mean, they're going to have to Yikes. create bones. It's like, a, you know, in the early days, I had a, a vegan chicken drumstick, and the bone was like a little piece of wood. It's like a dowel. Okay, this is like two days ago. This is from the Food Safety News. Children working overnight at JBS Meatpacking Plant in Grant Island, Nebraska, were required to clock in and out of their shifts by entering their ID number and a biometric time lock. Wow. Oh, they're talking about how they have child labor working overnight. Wow. And I said, In Brazil? No, Nebraska. Nebraska? Well, why, why, how are they not getting like uh, raided by the FBI? I understand. Of those, the DOL. Department of Labor? For the meat industry, Packer Sanitation is a source of cleaning and sanitation services. While their ideas and work acquire may say JBS, they're Packer Sanitation employees. So they're trying, JBS is trying to say that even though 
We outsourced, JBS yeah, right. IDs. Right. It wasn't really JBS. It was some. So other they outsourced to some labor company and said, "We don't pay attention to your due diligence. Just send us labor." And the laborers did their job, and they're like, "We aren't going to pay attention to the fact that this is a child who hasn't gone through. Well, <laughs> it's bad." It was a child that actually got a child of thirteen that got severely burned working in their facility. Wow, like that's got to be a huge lawsuit. Of those, the Department of Labor, an investigation found a total of 31 children between the ages of 13 and 17 had worked for the PSSI and the JBS USA plants in Grant Island, Nebraska, and Worthington, Minnesota, as well as the Turkey Valley Farm plant in Marshall, Minnesota. Wow. That's brutal. Imagine being a 13-year-old working at a meatpacking plant overnight. Like, how could you even have a, anything resembling a normal life? Like, you, you, you're going to be all exhausted during the day. Can you go to school? Like, what, what is this? Who, like, what circumstance brings a person to this? It's so, like, horrible. Maybe it's just you get to a point where they're slaughtering animals they they just they're just making money they're just in a place where they're just in a bleak bleak place and nothing has value it's like okay well we can get this cheap labor these kids can work we can but pay the minimum wage i would love to hear who what who, when you're a 13 year old you're in what junior high school are they? Do they drop out of school to do this? It's like well, horrible. Well, it's overnight, so they could go to yeah, school. Yeah, yeah. So they the go day. to school and they're like exhausted and traumatized. Like, do their parents make them do this? This is just the fair labor standards intense. prohibits an employer from employing any oppressive child labor in commerce or production of goods or commerce in any enterprise engaged in the commerce or the production of food for commerce. What a sentence. Oppressive child labor includes any child under 16 years old of age. Excuse me. Oppressive child labor includes any child under 16 years of age between 16 and 18 years old in any occupation. So, yeah, you can't. I mean, and, and a, I guess. Is that a national rule or it's, I thought you, yeah. when you're 15 or something, you can get some kind of part time job at like an ice cream shop or something. Is that not true? After overnight shifts, the child laborers reported of being tired at school the next day. Yeah, no, no shit, Sherlock. <laughs> oh my gosh. They reported being tired at school? Who would have thought? Upon clocking in, the children would trade in their normal street clothes for JBS badges, raincoat, waterproof overalls, or paints along with hard hats, goggles, gloves, and earplugs. So I guess they, they definitely were wearing JBS outfits. So, I mean, they must be working for JBS. So what are the consequences of this? Pay a fine? Yeah, pay a fine. Money. Slap on a wrist. So what sorry. About children? The child will sue them. They'll settle. They'll give the, a nice big payment to the kid. Nothing will change. No, I'm sure they're, they're going to stop having children working overnight shifts. But, okay, uh, and, then, and then I guess this is from Demo to Democracy Now! Sanitation company accused of using child labor in JBS slaughterhouses. So they're using... Children to 
clean the toilets, or worse yet, clean up all the blood on the floor. They have pictures of children. Wait, I need to see this. Cleaning this. That's a child. Oh my god, they're cleaning like blood off the floor. Yeah, or whatever, like animal waste. That is a child in the United States of America cleaning blood off a slaughterhouse floor. Yeah, but it's interesting how JBS is sort of slipping through the cracks here. The Labor Department is accusing a major cleaning company of using child labor. But I mean, who ultimately hired the, yeah. the, the cleaning company? No, this they, is They just got they hired themselves. Look, this JBS is JBS hired the JBS company. obviously had people of their own employees watching the human beings who walk into their own plant. They can't they, and I saw that photo. That's a child. They cannot reasonably claim ignorance that like, oh, I didn't background check this human being. He, I thought he was a grown-up. Like, that is not a grown-up. That is a kid. They they're obviously sanctioned it. They sanctioned it. They obviously allowed it. Okay, and, and officially JBS has a, a statement. They, there's, their statement means nothing. They obviously allowed child labor in their slaughterhouse. Their statement is, tired students. These are middle school students and high school yeah, students. Yeah, 13 is middle school. An investigator spoke to school officials at Walnut Middle School in Grand Island High School who said it was common knowledge that the school children worked at the JBS and were concerned about the students working at the plant in part because the students came to school tired after working overnight shifts. So also you have to question just the systemic situation where parents are at the level of poverty that they have to send or allow their children to work overnight at a slaughterhouse. They're 13 year olds. Like what is going on at home that they, like they can't make ends meet and their kids are off doing like dangerous and traumatizing labor. Maybe they're supporting their families. No, that's what I'm saying. The fact that like, you know, you, the parents probably can't make ends meet with whatever they're doing and they have to send their kids into this? Like, okay, this what's is, going on this is here? This JBS's official statement. Ugh. JBS has zero tolerance for child labor. That's, they obviously have more than zero tolerance. <laughs> like, the, like they saw kids walk into their factory. It is a non-zero number. Whatever their tolerance level is, it seems to be quite high. Discrimination or unsafe working conditions for anyone working in our facilities. Like how can they write this press release with a straight face? We <laughs> expect our contractually required, we expect and contractually require our partners to adhere to the highest level of ethical principles as outlined to our business associate code of conduct. So it's like, pass the buck. I heard that that's kind of uh, par for the course for a lot of these meat companies. These large companies. Uh, they hire staffing firms so that they can like uh, defray some of their liability. That's right. Yeah, but also, you know, even a regular tech company or something, they have like, let's say, employee benefits and all that plans. They, they want to hire some cheaper labor and they can't let them in on all the goodies that they offer their employees. So they just subcontract to another company to, uh, okay. to provide some of the labor. And not just that. These, these children are cleaning up the kill floor. Yeah. 
Okay, so one child who was 13 when they started working for PSSI, that's the other company that worked with, I mean, the, the sanitation company, reportedly sustained chemical burns from cleaning materials used at the JBS plant, according to court records. Another child who was 14 when they started working for PSSI said they cleaned machinery used to cut meat during overnight work shifts. The child also suffered injury from chemical burns. And beyond the physical injuries, the poor kids probably need therapy because they're in a slaughterhouse all night. It's like, how do they not have nightmares? Another 17-year-old reportedly working overnight shifts longer than six hours for six or seven days a week, cleaning machines on the kill floor by hand. When animals are uh, expendable, I guess humans are treated badly too in the same in the same world it's pretty depressing so where does it go though other than saying depressing this is like a whack-a-mole game right like one company does something bad it gets exposed they get reformed some other company does something bad it gets exposed everyone's outraged there's a cycle like news companies profit off of the clicks and it just keeps going around and around and around i, I don't know but it's really interesting when I mentioned that it was like child labor, you know, 13 year olds working at a meat packing plant. You assumed it wasn't the United States. Yeah, I, that's what I thought. It is the United States. Okay, well, anyway. <laughs> well, it sucks. Anyway, so uh, what'd you have for lunch? I had a taco that you gave me, it was really good. And then I had some it parm. It was the Beyond Steak taco. Yeah, it was delicious. And the parm crisps were less delicious. Would but you I, like to have some? Some more? I can feed you some more. I'd like to have more uh, tacos. Those were good. That was good. Were you happy with the way you were represented with that? How do you keep asking me that? I didn't see what I looked like. You, that was in front of the camera. I filmed. You looked fabulous. Okay, well, right through that, I'll, that whatever ring light. Um, if you're happy, I'm happy.